they can think dirty sometimes. The first time I read that, I'm okay. thinking, her, what, what's a woman's treasure in a man's mind? You know, it's... <laughs> that's Normally, we would think that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, had to, I had to double read that and go, oh, oh, oh. It, it, and you're right. A woman's treasure is her mind because if you can't get into her mind, you're lost. Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romance and relationships. Why we ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, psychological manipulation, narcissistic behavior, deception, mental illness, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight for the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. So today, it's a very special day. I've been promoting this episode for the past week, and I want to thank Lindsay very much for helping me. If you've been following me on TikTok and Instagram, we have been really pushing this show. Why? Because today, I have author M.J. Rochelle. And MJ wrote a book, and it is an incredible insight into the woman's mind. And you might say, well, how would a guy know that? Well, wait till you hear this interview. This gentleman did his research, and he shares his experience of 20 years of dating and relationships and booty calls and he took notes. And I read this book and it is unbelievable. So on that note, I'm gonna go right into the episode. But today, one of you will have a chance to win a copy of this book. So it's simple as emailing me. So all the details will be at the end of the episode on how you can enter the contest into winning a copy of this book. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you on the other side. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew, back with you with Another episode in season two, and today I have a very interesting guest, and I'm really excited to have him on. With me today is MJ Rochelle. Hello, uh, MJ, and good evening, and welcome. Hey, good, good evening to you too, Mr. Andrew, man. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well, and MJ is on today's podcast because he wrote a book. 
Well, and, and my audience knows that I'm I'm very honest and open. MJ reached mm -hmm. out to me a couple of months ago, and he said that he had a book, and he uh, it was a the name of the book is "The Woman in the Middle: A Man's yeah. Guide to a Woman's Treasure, Her Mind." And I, I got to be honest with you, MJ, because men can be think. They can think dirty sometimes. The first time I read that, I'm okay. thinking, her, what, what's a woman's treasure in a man's mind? You know, it's... <laughs> that's Normally, we would think that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, had to, I had to double read that and go, oh, oh, oh. It, it, and you're right. A woman's treasure is her mind because if you can't get into her mind, you're lost. So anyway, tell me how you came to write this book and... Let's start there and and where and where you where you're at with the book. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, first, Andrew, man, it is is a, a true blessing and an honor, man. I'm just thankful to be here with you tonight, man. Just hanging out, kicking it with my boy. You know, you are that dude. So just thank you thank for that you. for having me. It's really important to understand where you're at in your life at that moment. I think that's my gift. Is that whenever something is happening a great moment, not just a Super Bowl event or not just you scoring the winning touchdown or you just bought a brand new car with the drop top and you got the hot babe in there and y'all are rolling down wherever, but just seeing something happen while it's happening and realizing that there's a purpose behind it. I think that's why I was able to write this book because all these experiences were taking place all this stuff was happening with me involving all the different experiences that I've met with women and all the different circumstances. And I was sharp enough in that moment to actually absorb the lesson in the moment. I didn't have to wait for it years later down the mm. road, go, man, back in 2011, I met this girl and all oh, this happened in the moment at that time. I said, Hey, this is big. I, I need, I need to figure this out. For example, there was a girl, I won't say her name, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say T. And I've been trying to go after her for a long time, and she finally gave me an opportunity. She said, I'll talk to you, MJ, I'll come kick it. And she came over, and uh, we actually met at a restaurant. She said, meet me at Chili's, because, you know, that's two for 25. You know, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that. And we have right. coupons ready and everything. Bring her over. She comes over, she sits down, and right away she knew she wasn't interested. Really? Right then and there. Right then and there. She sat down. Maybe it was the look in my eyes, but she said something, and I'll never forget it. She said, I don't think it's going to work. You look like a player. I just got a feeling it's, it's not going to work. I got a feeling me and you just not going to work out. Now, most men would say, all right, it is what it is, and they'll get up and walk out. The date would just end right then and there, or they would be like, well, come on, baby, give me a chance. You know, you don't even know me, blah, 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 blah. I said, this is a perfect opportunity. I said, do you mind if I can ask you some questions? Because I don't want to waste a moment. She said, what you mean? I said, well, since you know it's not going to work out, I still want to learn something from this experience. I said, give me a second. I called the waitress over. I got a pen from her. I said, hey, you got, remember those uh, little coasters, like paper coasters you put yep. the, uh, the cups on? Keep? I'd ask for a couple of them coasters, and I started writing down a piece of paper. I say, I'm going to ask you about four questions. You give me the truth. Give me the honest answer, and I'm going to write it down. I didn't know what I was going to need it for, but I wrote them down, and I asked the questions because I knew this was going to be one of the moments that I can use later on. 
And and she participated. She sat there and answered your questions. Yep. Wow. The the most the most truth I ever got. The best truth. The most accurate truth. Because everybody say they're telling the truth. That's why you hear people say my truth. Yeah. I'm telling my truth. No, no, no. no my no. book is the truth. The best truth I've ever gotten was from women that were not interested in me. I know the saying. I know people are really upset when they go. I don't want to be in the friend zone. I want you to like me. So I'm not going to invest any time. I'm not going to learn nothing from. I'm not spending no money. I'm not hanging out with you unless we go together. But I always looked at that as a really poor opportunity to grow as a man. I agree. So I would say take advantage of the opportunity to learn the lesson in the moment of being in the friend zone. Sometimes I would put myself in the friend zone just to learn. I went to school for women. Interesting. And you were, yeah. the, prof you were the professor and the student. Both. Yes, I was, yeah. man. Yeah. I, that's right. That's right. That's right. I paid attention. I asked the hard questions. I asked the uncomfortable questions, and they told me the truth. And yeah, a lot of it hurt. Because the truth isn't supposed to feel real bubbly and feel good right. because it's misleading. If if somebody tells you something and you feel really, really good about it, question that because it's not supposed to be watered down. It's supposed to be sugar-free. And sugar-free stuff don't taste that great, but isn't yeah. it supposed to be the best for you? All the medicines that, that taste the worst are supposed to be the ones that are supposed to be the healthiest for right. you, right? right? So so my book, The Woman in the Middle, is just really nasty-tasting medicine. But it's important to know that it is the best for you. So that's pretty much how I took it. I learned so much from women, and they were so honest with me because I was upfront direct. Earlier, you tell them lies. You don't keep it that real because you don't want to miss out. What I talk the most about in the book is about fear of loss versus hope for gain. And us as men, we tend to do that a lot. We're always conflicted. I want to be honest with her. I want her to tell her the truth, but I don't want her to go away because she's so pretty. She always answers the phone. If I lose her, I might lose everything. Yeah. So what do we do? We just play ball. You know what, baby? Whatever you say goes, I'm with it. Just don't leave me because, man, when you hug up on me, when you give me a kiss, when you come spend the night, man, I feel so good. So let's just keep this going. But it's a very dangerous and very uncomfortable moment because when it gets to the end, you get hurt, you get played, you feel empty inside, and you're doing that because you think she set you up. No, the whole time you knew yeah. she wasn't really that interested, but because she answered the phone, because she gave us a chance, we just played ball. Yeah. That's turning a red flag into a green flag. You just describe my last relationship down to a T. Listen, the first year was the honeymoon period, but the, the following two years, it just, you just described it. She she tagged, uh, dragged me along or, or just kept me on a leash, exactly how you, how you just described it. So, okay. Um, well, all right. You're very, for, for, so for the audience uh, and, and yeah. I, I, I did read the book. <clears throat> Your very okay, first chapter is why did I even write this book? So because the audience doesn't have a copy of the book in their hands yet, which I will encourage them to buy it. Why right, did right. you write this book? 
Uh, just what we was talking about a little bit earlier, uh, Andrew, um, on the first page, when you first open the book up, it says, it's for those who only felt alone because they didn't know me. And it's really a voice to the voiceless. I know we hear a lot of things on YouTube, a lot of social media where men are talking about how to be a macho man. Mm -hmm. You got to get the woman. Let me take my shirt off, girl, get in my car, kind of club, you know, caveman club the woman over the head and put her over your shoulder and take it to your cave. Right. But in real life, that rarely happens, if yeah. ever. I grew up in a in a very conservative household, two two parent household, man. Both of my parents were married, still married to this day. Um, pushing on forty years of marriage. So to me, the norm was growing up with a woman and a man who was together, married, loved each other, raised their kids, and was good to go. That's what I knew. So going into college, I thought just like my mom had always told me, which I talk about her a lot in the book because she was my biggest influence on seeing what a woman was, because she was my first model of seeing what a woman really is. Married woman, got married at 19, only been with one man her entire life, which was my father, married, mom, you know, cooked, cleaned, the whole, the whole deal, went to work, never complained, you know, got her degree. She got an interior design degree on, uh, on the mail, over the mail. This is before the internet and all that. Right. She was We'll cook, clean, take care of the house, take care of us, go to work. She was an interior designer for Trinity Yachts, was down here in New Orleans, went all the way back home. She did everything. She was superwoman. She just didn't have a cape. So I figured I'd go to college and just get me a mom, right? It'd be easy. Meet, meet, meet a great woman. I grew up in the church. I grew up Pentecostal, man. I don't know if you're familiar with that religion, man, but that's probably one of the most conservative groups of women you'll ever meet in your life. But they're the best, man. They were raised to be wise. So I knew the difference. I went to college thinking, man, I'm going to meet a girl, tell her how much I like her, get her flowers, I give her a kiss on the cheek, and we'll be living happily ever after. A car, a house, two uh, two kids, and a dog, and we'll be good. And none of that happened. Yeah. I went to college, I went to college, <laughs> and the, op the absolute opposite happened. I got a reality check like no other. I learned, man, that Women, uh, they can like you and can still talk to other guys if they wanted to. I learned mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter how much effort you put into a girl. If she doesn't like you, she just don't like you. But when you're young, that hurts because you don't even know what your ego is yet. You just know what you've been taught. And what I was taught by my parents was you just work really hard on a girl. Be competitive. Just show her how much you care. And the more you effort you give, the more she'll give back. And when that didn't happen, I got lost because I was really confused. I say, well, I I'm trying, I'm showing her, I'm, I'm doing what, what my pops told me to do, but it's not working. Yeah. She keeps going by my friend's house. She keeps going to the other dorm. She keeps hanging out with the other guys. What am I doing wrong? And when you get bad advice from your friends, which yeah. they, they were doing that, because when you're 19 years old and you ask a 19-year-old, how do you get a girl? She, he tells you the worst thing. So don't listen to them, right? Yeah. Well, but at 19, you, 19, you don't know what you're talking about. So You don't know at 19. But even in those moments, I said, well, there's got to be something to this. There's got to be a system or a formula to why these things are happening. So even at 19, I started writing things down. This book, about 20 years in the making, I started writing things down in, in a journal about questions. The, the biggest thing I wanted to know was the why. Why? If, if the girl didn't like me, she wasn't interested, that's fine if you don't like me. I just want to know why. Why? And, and that's, the, that's the hardest thing to ask. Not because of the answer, but because of the answer that you don't want.
That's the hardest part. Yeah, you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear. Yeah. You don't want to want to hear the truth that they may give you. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because you're still you're still invested in this person that you like, and I I think the biggest thing that I have learned with women is that they get it just like we get it. I know that they say that men are from what Mars, Mars and, and women, women are from, are from Venus. Venus. Yeah, we're from the same planet. We both see things the exact same way. We both want the same things out of life. And we both want love. We both want somebody to care about us. How we go about it may be different, but then I come to find out that's not different either. That everybody shows the attention to who they like and they go and they, and they behave accordingly towards that. That was the biggest thing that I learned from, you know, learn from women throughout those years we're really not that different when it comes to the chase i'm i'm i have a question already for you but i just wanted to mention that i had a similar upbringing my parents were married for 45 years they're both gone now but they they stayed together and we were roman catholic conservative very conservative and yeah. my father uh, and my mom was somebody that i looked up to and my dad because he was uh, he actually taught me how to be a gentleman. My, my, right. I, I tell a story on the podcast. My audience knows it about how he, my first date, he took me on a date. With, he drove me and my date somewhere and something happened and he scolded me and said, you don't do that. This is what you do. He he taught right, me how right. to be a gentleman. Um, so yeah, we were coming from very similar type of upbringings. Um, so, but my question, I think after everything you just said is, then why is it if, if we're all from the same planet, if we're all mm -hmm. after the same thing, if we're all all of that you just said, why is it so hard to find that forever person, that one person? Because our parents did it, mm -hmm. and and their parents did it back in the right. day. There was no divorce. You you got married. You stayed married. And, and, right. You know now the divorce rate is what fifty percent. And it's and, close to 50. Yeah. And and so why is it so difficult to and, and let's bring it into the modern world and and you're 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 a little younger than me, maybe a lot younger, but <laughs> but dating a bit, but dating is dating and and I, I whether you're 40, 20, 40, or 60, you find somebody that you want to like this woman you talked about that you 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 were attracted to and you you kept on her. I think her you you called her T. Yeah. You kept after her and kept after her and kept. By the way, I nothing ever came of that, right? That they after you, no, after no, she no. answered your questions, that was it, right? Okay, that was it. That was it. But why is it so hard? Maybe I'm finding it hard to find that woman. Listen, I could find someone tomorrow and start a relationship. I've never had that problem. It's finding mm -hmm. the right woman. Right. Any thoughts on that? No, no, that's good, Andrew. Yeah, I, I do, man. Like I talk about in the book here, man, is we get hung up on wants a lot. And I talk uh, about in the book that if, if the want becomes greater than the need, then the want becomes the need. But it's not necessarily about what you want that makes you who you are, gets you what you want to get. It's not about what you want. It's about what you want the most. And if you 
go after with that mindset that there are three things that I want more from a partner than I want anything else, I think it becomes a lot easier to find your forever person. The problem is, is that we watch a lot of movies, Andrew. We watch a lot of TV. And we do a media. lot of social media. We're yep. on Netflix all the time. And what it's starting to show is, is that make as many check boxes, make as many boxes as you can on that list. And you got to fulfill all of them if you want to truly, truly be in a good marriage. And what I tend to say is the reason why our parents got married and as opposed to nowadays, where it's a little bit more challenging, is that back then they only had a few boxes to check. Today, there's a lot of boxes we won't check before we get married. It's because we're not looking to get married. We're looking to win the Super Bowl. And what I say uh, is, yeah. man, just, just find somebody that really makes a lot of sense. And you can choose that everything else, man. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to stay married. I, I, I talk a lot about in a book about in order for a relationship to really last for a really long time, the guy has to be more into the girl than the girl is into the guy for the most part. But what I mean about that is, is that if the woman doesn't have to be crazy in love with you to be with you, I've learned that a woman can sit back and say, you know what? I got a pretty good life. I think I'm going to go ahead and stay with him because I think yeah. this is good. All my needs are met. All my wants are taken care of. I'm good with this. I'll just stay, right? As opposed to somebody that says, man, he's great, but man, the other one's great, but I, I had a, I, I know this guy, but this other guy's better than that, but, but this guy gives me four things. This guy gives me eight things, and you get caught up in that, and that's the hard part. That's why I say that it, it's it's a lot easier when your list is a lot smaller. Just say I want somebody for this. As I, I put it like this. I've met two types of women in my life. All right. The two types of women I've met. I've met two types. All right. Women that get it and then women that choose not to. Those are the type of women that I've met. And it speaks volumes because you can see it if you take those, those life binders off, those filters. We're always looking on Instagram and saying, wow, she's hot. Wow, she if we could take that off for a second and just look at women, women for who they truly are, you can understand what I mean when I'm talking about they're in two groups. And I agree. I I especially and and this is something uh, I I don't remember you talking about it too much in the book, but dating apps, the 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 world of dating apps today, there are just too many choices. And I could sit down for 15 minutes when I sometimes at night I come home after I do my work, after I work, I have my dinner, I do my podcast, uh, whatever. I take 15 minutes and I start swiping and I could <laughs> literally go through 30 women in 15 minutes, swipe left, swipe mm -hmm. right, swipe left, swipe right. And I, I, this is was told to me by my, in my last relationship that, even after we had committed to each other, we were dating for a couple of months and we, I said to her, can we be exclusive? Would you like to be exclusive? So, and she said, absolutely. You're my, you're my man. Then I find out a month or two later that she was still talking to some guys on the dating app. So exactly what you just spoke of that you're, if, if a woman's in a marriage and she, 
she's happy with her husband, but she might see something might be might be a little better over there, like maybe the neighbor, or maybe she met somebody at church, or maybe she met somebody at the supermarket, and she thinks that they might give her more than what her husband's giving her. And how do you navigate that? If you see your woman, her eyes are straying, or you're seeing her in the corner texting somebody, I guess the question is, how do you deal with that? Um, that's a good question, Andrew. It is. You have to ask yourself, how much exposure has this woman been to life? How much life has she really lived? You ever ask for the Carfax, Andrew? I, I <laughs> haven't, but I know what it is. Okay. Right. You got to see a woman's Carfax. How much life has she lived? How long has she been single? How much dating has yeah. she been doing? Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a great analogy, Andrew. Look at it like this. Um, are you familiar with uh Chernobyl? Sure. The Chernobyl uh nuclear uh yeah. voice. It was a horrible moment, man, that was going on in and it was a Russian power plant that was down in it by yep. Ukraine on it. Mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible things that was happening. If anybody doesn't know anything about that, they got a great HBO Max uh, documentary on it. I think it's called Chernobyl the Lost Tapes. A horrible event, right? But I tend to use that because the amount of radiation that came from the nuclear power plant after that explosion, like killed so many people, but you died a lot sooner if you were exposed to more radiation than other people that lived further away from the power plant explosion that got less of the radiation. So the more radiation that you got or you were exposed to, the more damage that it actually caused. Correct. And it was hard for you to hear. You died a lot sooner. I mean, it was terrible. Even people that were living thousands of miles away were still exposed to a little bit of that, you know, that radiation, but they didn't die right away. It might have took them longer. They might have some birth defects, but it didn't kill them right then and there. That same radiation is the exposure that you get from being out in this dating world today. How much dating are you doing? How much? How many people are you being around? How much are you exposing yourself to? to sex, casual sex, to dating apps, to figuring out I can compare this guy to that guy. I talk about in the book about the bar, the sexual bar that we have. Yep. Uh, if a woman is, is sleeps with five men, um, if the fifth guy is the best guy she's ever been with, then the fifth guy becomes the bar, and every other man after that is compared to that. Yeah. So if it's not as good as the fifth guy, then it's not good at all. It's all about exposure. If you can stay out of that damage if you can stay out of them streets and like they call it man and you can kind of save yourself you can heal a lot faster and you won't be as damaged when you get into a relationship or even know about that oh man this this marriage isn't going well let me go back to what i know best all right scroll scroll but if you don't know anything about that if that's all new to you if you've been You've been married and for a long time, or you haven't really exposed yourself to a lot of that dating uh, uh, radiation, then I think you'll come out a lot better, you know? Interesting. Okay. Wow. <laughs> good analogy. That was a very good analogy. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, I highlighted something in the book here. Uh, page 87, you wrote in bold. Fear is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. 
and doubt is uncertainty or belief or opinion that often interferes with decision-making, a deliberate suspension of judgment. You want to talk about that? The difference yeah. between the fear and the doubt? Yeah, yeah. I talk about in the book, man, the difference between fear and doubt is, is that uh, fear is scary, but it won't keep it. If if you have fear towards something, it it may stop you from moving forward. Doubt is a, a little bit of fear too, but it won't keep you from doing it. You can have doubt in something and still chase your dream. You can right. still have a little doubt that something may not work out for you, but you still give it the old college try, right? When you when you see how can a woman continuously date men, even though she's been hurt, even though she doesn't believe that there's true love out there, but she'll still date, it's because she has a doubt that men are, you know, not necessarily going to work out for her, but she's not so fearful. She's not so scared that it will keep her from at least giving it a try because right. what you want is love and marriage and relationship and a partner more than you have the fear of not getting it or more than you have the doubt of not getting it. So you, you'll still do it. If if you love jet skiing, right, but you've seen a shark, if the shark didn't bite your leg off, you still a jet ski. Even though you saw that shark that one time, it may not keep you from jet skiing again. You you go still jet ski, but man, if you fall off that jet ski and that shark then bit off a leg yeah. or something, you may never touch water again. Right. So what what what, the, what I was saying in that particular you know aspect of the book is is that as long as a woman doesn't have so much damage in her life, she'll have so much trouble and so many bad experiences that she'll just never date again, ever again. She'll still put her toe in the water. You hear women say it all the time. I never want to love. I never want to date. I don't ever want a man again. But what happens uh, at night? They're on the same dating app they were on, right? Yeah. They, have, they have a guy that they'll text and talk because what they want is more than what they don't want. So that's how you have to level it off. Even though it's, I learned this thing a long time ago. My dad used to tell me, he say, uh, people will tell you anything, but they'll show you everything. So all you have to really do is just pay attention to how a woman moves. Not so much about what she's saying. That's a defense mechanism that we all do. We say things that we not we don't really mean. That's to kind of get you off of us so you don't really know what we're really thinking, how we're really feeling. So we'll tend to say that all the time. Oh, man, I'm good without a girl. Man, I don't want a woman. I'm good. I'll never love again. I'm going to do me, right? We hear this all day and night. And what happens, man? It's Friday night, Saturday night, our phone going off. Hey, baby, hey, listen, it's so good to talk to you, girl. I've been missing you. I love you so much, girl. Please don't leave. Because that's what we are, man. We're, yeah. we're, mach we're macho men in public, but we're all lovers, man, in private. Because yeah. we all want the same thing. We want love. We want to feel good. We want somebody to rub our head and say, boy, you looking good today. You know, that that's what we want. So I, I the book is for men to be able to see, hey, man, just because a woman is saying these things, that doesn't mean that it's game over. That might be an end for you to go, hey, why? Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like you can't love again? You'd be amazed at the answers that you can get from just asking why. A woman can tell you some stuff 
like that. That that she, you know what? She, I've asked a woman why one time, just why. I mean, I let her ramble for like ten minutes and just go off about men. Man, I hate men. Men ain't this, that, blah, blah. And I said, why? She said, because every time I give my heart to somebody, they break it. Mm-hmm. I say, what if you gave your heart to somebody and instead of him breaking it, he kept it and he nurtured it and he protected it because he cared just about as much as you as you cared about him. How would you feel then? And she'd go, well, then I'd be happy. So it's not about, I think the hardest thing we have as people is not loving, not giving ourselves to people. That's That's the easy part. The hard part is choosing to give our heart to people that want it as opposed to people that don't want it. I, I asked I asked a question the other day. I was talking to one of my one of my fellas, and I said, if a woman told you that the only reason that she wanted you is because the, the person that she really wanted didn't want her anymore, would you still be with her? Would you still love your girl? Would you still be with her? Would you still be happy? And he said, No, man, I'd leave her right then and there. Right. I say that's the reason why a lot of relationships just don't work. Don't work. Because the only way that we want to be with somebody is if we're their first round draft pick. If I'm not your number one pick, then I don't want you. If you don't go crazy about me, then you ain't the one for me. As opposed to saying, you know what? Do you like me? Yeah. Do you like me? Yeah. You want to be with somebody? Yep. You want to be with somebody? Yep. You want to be with me? Of course. You want to be with me? All right, let's do this. And then go skip into the sunset. It could really be so simple, but we'd rather make it hard. We do. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it gets, it becomes complicated. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you and I are think alike. Um hey. You said this book was a 20 year in the making. So I'm going to, and and after reading it, there were many dates, many booty calls, many, many. um, Here it is 20 years later. You've written this book, published it. uh, Um, You're now doing your promotion on it. What? uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Are you dating? I'm 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 dating. I haven't um I haven't been in a, a relationship yet, but I'm wide open to it, man. I'm 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 more excited about being a family man and, and marriage and all that than more than I've ever been. I'm I'm more excited now than I was back when I was younger when that's all I knew because I had to learn to just accept who I am. And I'm not a bachelor. I'm not for the streets. I'm not a guy that's really happy being with a bunch of different women. I'm a one man band. I'm I'm a one woman band. I'm one woman man. I'm I'm good with that, man. I'm built for it. Men are validated by two types of women. That's what validates us. Either you get validated by a bunch of women. That's why you see guys that are like, uh, well, I don't know if you ever heard the story about Will Chamberlain said he slept with over 20,000 women and all yes. that. Yeah. yeah, you know, they have some men that feel validated by that. You know, hey, man, I've, I slept with all these women. You know, I'm the man. I feel good. Well, that all dates back to when they wasn't getting any action, wasn't getting any love because they felt like, man, that was teased when I was younger. Maybe I was I was too fat. Maybe I was the goofy kid. Maybe I didn't get any love. So now that validation to say, well, I can't be ugly. I can't be goofy. 
Look at all these women I'm sleeping with. This is amazing. I'm great and all that. That validates them. And then the other side is the one that actually finds the woman. You find that one particular woman that you go, yeah, I'm good with this. I love it. It doesn't have to be a superwoman. She doesn't have to be a Disney princess. It's the woman you see and you go, I'm in. I'm so excited because I'm better in a relationship than I am out of a relationship. So, girl, you about to get the goodness from me. You just wait and see because you, you want to be a giver. The ones that I've learned that are in the best relationships are the ones that give. But it's not about giving. It's who you give it to. If you're giving it to a receiver, oh, man, they're giving it right back. I always say the blessing is in the give, not in the get. So if, you. if you're if you're excited about giving something to somebody and that's the reward because you just gave, oh man, you'll never be disappointed ever in life. You'll always be good. So that's why I tell people, man, you feel so bad because you gave your heart to someone. They didn't give it back. Well, man, you doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, and oh, God, Oh, this a half a dozen questions just popped up. <laughs> Give them to me, Andrew. It's good, by, man. By, the, man. By, by the way, I, I got to tell you, somewhere in the beginning of the book, you say something like, I am not an expert. And I, I have to tell you that I think you have become an expert because you have um, some incredible insight. And I guess it's from the 20 years of taking notes. And, and yeah. Um, okay. What was that? I'm humble, I, I, Thank you, Andrew. I'm humble, I, I have this horrible habit of having questions and not writing them down. Um, All right, let's give them to me. What you got? Okay. Um, well, I, I guess uh, they always come back to me, but I, I would like to think, what is your advice about today's modern world of dating? Are, are you on dating apps? Are you Are you using dating apps? No. Interesting. No, I don't do I don't do dating apps. So I'm, how do you meet women? Um, like um like my forefathers. I meet them like well, that. Yeah. I, I go outside and I touch grass. I do. I go outside and I touch grass. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna live life and I'm gonna enjoy the life that God has given me because you only have so much life to live. And I know people speak on their mortality after something big happens to them. They go through something serious and they start valuing life more. And I think we've all been through our own little moments in life where you start sitting back and you go, you know what? I only have so much life left. I got to start really enjoying what I have left. And so that's what I do. And I think it's all about energy. I know some people are not into that and all that, but I, I am. When it comes to spirituality, I'm a big energy person. If I'm stepping outside and I'm walking around and you, I'm giving off this great energy and I'm just excited and I just thank God that I'm just alive and I'm here. The amount of people that you attract when you are yeah. out and about, man, is phenomenal, man. I, I meet people just from being out. I've had I've had women and men come up to me and say, man, I don't know what it is, man, but something about your energy, man. I don't know what it is, but I'm just I need to come up there and just talk to you. You know, you get that. And if you go into the mind, if you have the right mindset to say, I'm just going to go off and just live the very best life that I can live, then the, the woman part is going to come. 
the the woman part just happens. What what you're talking about is something that I have learned over the past year is that yeah. what you your the energy that you put out is what you're going to get back. So if you put out negative energy, you're going to get back negative. You, you're not going to find the right woman. If you put out that positive energy, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Um, I think yeah. I remembered the question that I had. Um, okay, good. And, and of course, it just slipped in my mind again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with two things. One is getting old, and two is not writing things down. Um, <laughs> All you, right. t- you talked about, oh, okay. You talked about you are a one woman man. So, so I take that to be that when you find your woman, you put everything into it and you don't, I'm, I'm guessing that you're loyal to your woman. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the easy part for me. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me too. I, Looking back at my life and the pattern, and I got to take the alcoholism out because when I was drinking, all bets were off. But in the sobriety years, I had this pattern of um, that I felt that I needed to always have a woman in my life. That, and that's genetically passed out to me because my father was that. Even though my parents were together for 45 years, when my mom passed away, my dad remarried within a year. And the whole family went nuts because how could you do that? She was your wife of 45. Right. He needed a woman in his life. And I'm going to fill in the blank to make him feel special, whole, complete yeah. him. And I've heard from many guests that I've had on and, and therapists and all these other people that you cannot love somebody else until you love yourself and that you're comfortable in your own skin and that's kind of why I took this past year off from dating and being by myself. And it was horrible. And I'm, I'm while I'm doing it and, and I, I survived it, I I want I gotta be careful how I choose my words. Do I want or do I need a woman in my life? And that's where I find myself today. I gotta be careful how I walk into the next date. You know, because I might, they they tell me to date as many women as possible during this time of of healing who, and who is, who is they, Andrew? Real quick, who, who well, is they? All, all the, I have sixty episodes of okay. various coaches, therapists, authors, <clears throat> um, other podcasters who may or may not be experts, but this is all the advice and. <clears throat> I am an individual who, and at the age of 63, I don't think I'm going to change. I'm an individual male that needs a woman next to him. Not because she makes me whole or compliments me, but that's just think I am how I'm wired. And, and, all right. But yet I can't seem I can I can get that woman. I got a date Saturday night. There's a good chance that I could sweet talk her into a second date and a third date. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah was, but is she the right woman? And and will that relationship sustain for a year and a half? Because my pattern is one year to three years and then it ends. And then it, you know, wash, rinse, and pe- repeat. And it's I want to stop that. I'm 63. I don't have time to keep doing this. You know, right, I, right, I, right. I want to find that woman 
who is that we talked about going off into the sunset. I I want to find that woman who I can retire with and enjoy and grow old with. And, you know, when she needs surgery, I'll take her to the hospital and, and help her recover and vice versa. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, man. you're a good man, Andrew. I want you to know that first. You're a good man. And everything that you're feeling is not weird, man. It's not, I don't know when it started. Or guess when it way went away about this being afraid to say need. I don't know why that happened or when it started that you're just too cool to say that you need somebody. Let me ask you this, Andrew. Let me ask you this question, man, honestly. All right. Have you ever had a job before and then you got fired from it or you lost that job? Yep. You ever had a job after that and then lost it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, the current job I'm in, I've been there 25 years, but going back before that, yeah, but 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 I think I know where you're going. Keep going. But yeah, the you answer is saying? yes. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. You got it. What made you want to go get another job after you got fired from the first one? Money. <laughs> money. You, you got to live. You got to live, right. You, you got to get money. You got to have a job because money pays bills and that's how you live. If you do better in a relationship, if you do better with a woman, then if one woman don't work out, you just got to go get another woman. Why? Because you got to have one. That's just the way it is. It's never been a problem or something wrong with our biology by wanting something. It's wanting the wrong thing that gets right. people in trouble. Okay. If we go, if we go get a quality woman, go get a great woman, then we good. Yeah. The problem is not going after women. That's not the problem. The problem is going after the wrong woman wrong on woman. purpose. On and that, purpose. And that's we my... purposely we're going after a woman we know we shouldn't go after, but we're going after her for whatever reason that we're going after these women and we go after them and then go, why didn't it go right? Why did why, why is this all messed up? This terrible. We eat bad food all day. Eat bad food, don't work out, and be like, man, how did we get 300 pounds? This is terrible. <laughs> I don't understand, man. All I did was eat every day and then go take naps for 30 years. Why am I 450 pounds? I don't get it. Yeah. That, that's what we do. Yeah. If we just put our energy into going after something with that's quality. And I don't know what it is that people are saying, oh, man, there's no good women out here. Well, then how come we have close to two million marriages every year? Yeah. People, somebody's figuring it out. Yeah. Oh, no. getting, you, know, yes. you know what it is, Andrew? We tend to look at the pessimistic way because negative energy feels good. It does. Thinking negative, talking negative, seeing the glass half empty, that's sugar. It's not good for us, but it tastes good. All yeah. that sugar that we put in our bodies. Because when you talk positive, it's weird. Why? Is it is it wrong? No, we don't hear it often. You're going to hear more negative stuff than you're going to hear positive things. So when somebody tells you the truth, some tells you honest, somebody gives you the real, it feels bad. Why? Is it bad? No, we just never hear it. So when you start hearing truth and good and positive, 
positivity and positive things in the world. If you get used to that, eating right, exercising, taking care of your body and your mind, that starts to feel normal. And then the sugar and the bad things and the negativity and all the things that are wrong with the world, that starts to feel real icky. That feels yeah, weird. That feels bad. It's about what you put in your mind and your body. I, I grew up with wives. That's all I knew, man. In my Pentecostal church, that's all I knew was wives. Every If you wasn't married, that was strange. If you wasn't in a 40-year committed monogamous relationship, then something was wrong with you. So that was my normal life. That was my, my normality. Being off into these streets and in the world and seeing people just hooking up and just kicking it and just running around and dating each other and all the different uh, you know, different partners throughout the course of like, that was weird. That's strange, you know? So it's really about how you see the world. What is important to you? Finding someone or finding someone that you know you can be with for a long time. And that's mostly what the book is all about. Accepting things. The hardest thing in the world to do is to accept something. Can you be with a woman? Can you be with a woman that is not a supermodel? Thank she's, you. A, she, she's a regular woman, a Thank regular you. nine to fiver, but she will be with you till you die. She will that, make sure you're good. One of the things that I have learned, I, many things I have learned in this, in starting this podcast and learning is that I was going after the supermodel and the oh, last three or four women that I have been in a relationship with in the past 10 years were nines and tens but right so i looked at the book with, 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 i don't mean uh i'm ahead. so sorry not, not not to say that that's wrong i'm not downplaying that or i'm i'm saying that that's bad i'm not saying that but can you accept when that nine or that dime piece does not want you that's right. where things get tricky but go, go ahead continue and that's exactly what but that's exactly what happened the the 10 that i just had after eight months, got bored of me. And in my uh, second to last episode of the season one, we figured it out that she she got bored because she she got what she needed from me. And by then, my, my claws had been into, dug into her, but she started pulling her claws out of me. Anyway, yeah, I I, what the mindset I need that I'm learning now is stop looking at the beauty, stop looking at the nines and the tens, and if I'm lucky enough to know at 63 land a nine or a 10, I, I got to look at, and I don't want to rate women on by a number anymore, but no, no, no. I understand. I understand what but, you're saying. They but, know too. But, women but, get it. But I, I, I should be looking at the regular woman, not the ones on Instagram, not the ones that, uh, you know, no, I got, no, 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 Andrew, that's 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 not what I mean. I don't mean that, man. I don't want you to get into a place to feel like what you don't deserve or what you feel like you can't get because us as men, we get caught up in that. Yeah, we get caught up into limiting ourselves or allowing people to shame us into just taking what we can get. Uh, if you want to use it in football terms, take what the defense gives you right. instead of trying to go for the score every time. No, I'm not saying that at all. Go for whatever it is that you want. If you want a supermodel, by all means, man, yeah. go get that supermodel. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that understand if it doesn't happen, don't hate women for that. Yeah, no, you know? 
And I don't hate women. Okay, okay. I, I put I put it to you like this: What are your goals? That's why I always I always revert back to the to the beginning where I say it's not about what you want; it's what you want the most. It'll be great to win the Super Bowl. Every team wants to win the championship. Would you be okay with winning the division? Would you be okay with winning your conference? Are you happy with the ten win season? I'd be happy to be a player that makes thirty million dollars a year. And be and, and finish last and I, so yeah, but I get your point. I but I hear your point. I get it. So that's that's the beauty. That's the beauty in it, man. I think you find the beauty in in the purpose, the reasoning for doing things. If the most important thing for you in a woman is getting the baddest chick alive, then my my man, go. Go get it. I yeah. I don't doubt anybody, but, man. Of course, I want an attractive woman too. More important than attraction is loyalty. Right. It's oh my commitment. God. Yes. Somebody that's going to say, hey, even when you fall down some stairs and you in a full body cast, I'm going to come to the hospital to make sure you're all right. I'm not going to get you. on Tinder. I'm not going to go holler at an ex boyfriend because yeah. now you can't do nothing for me. And that's exactly so, what happened to me. So, yeah. Right. right. So, you're, so you're, I'm, and I'm not and I'm not saying that supermodels don't do that. They're not loyal. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is, is that if you don't get what you want the most, then I can see disappointment. But don't put expectations on somebody and expect them to fill all your boxes. Be OK with the loss because there's lessons in the laws. MJ, I go down to the boardwalk every weekend and during the good weather and Every once in a while, I'll see that old couple. And when I say old, in their late 80s, and they're shuffling, holding hands. Maybe one of them is like using a walker. But you right. can tell that these two have been together for 80 years or 60 years and that they are in love, inseparable, and that they are each other's best friend, yada, yada, yada. And I, I am envious of that because... That's something I've always wanted, that one person who I can spend the rest of my life with. And you hear these stories about when couples are married for 60, 70 years and one dies, the other one dies like two weeks later. They just, right. can't, they just can't live without them. So um, right. that's the kind of relationship that I'm looking for is the ultimate love. And, and I have to stop looking for the nines and the tens. Um, if I get a nine or a ten, uh, that's just a that's a perk. But right, I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I'm saying. So. No, it's not. I don't want you. I don't want you to think like that, Andrew. If you if you can, I mean, I shouldn't tell you what what you should think no, or feel. No, why have you, you on? You feel what's good for you. You do what's best for you. But I don't want you to get in that mindset because I have conversations with men all the time. Well, maybe I shouldn't be with nobody beautiful. Maybe I should get something ugly. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Come <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying all that. What what I'm saying is that one. There's nothing wrong with wanting somebody beautiful. The hard part for us as men is that we'll tend to run into beautiful women that's been exposed to a lot. When I grew up in the church, they were beautiful women in the church, man. The, my Pentecostal church I grew up in, to oh, this yeah. day, those are some of the most beautiful I'm women. sure, down south. Yeah. I had, man, these, these girls, man, when I was coming up and drew. I don't know if you know anything about Pentecostal women, but they are the truth. Amen. All right. But man, I'm telling you, they were getting married at in an incredibly fast pace. I mean, 
19, 20, 21, 22, because you're taught in the church, hey, if you want to go off and do all this stuff and run around and live your best life, do it, but you better do it with a husband. They used to scare us because they 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 would misinterpret that that uh that verse. What was it? Uh, it's better to marry than to burn, which it doesn't mean that. I was right. talking with my mom the other day. That doesn't mean you burn, go to hell, and all other stuff. It's it's the burning desires and stuff like that. It gets you caught up. But anywho, people was like, well, let's just get married, and then we can do whatever we want because we're married, we're good. So it's not about a beautiful woman that's going to be chaos in your life or she's going to be poison. The hard part is finding a beautiful woman that hasn't been exposed to life yet. Yeah. That she's seen so much, been damaged, been hurt because she dates because she wants love because she wants to be able to you know, have a family. But she chooses the wrong guys. Andrew, you are not the only person that mm. went all out with somebody that they was really attracted to and didn't get that love back. I think that happens more often than yeah. not. And I'm at the age where I meet two of your criteria. I, I will meet a woman who has a life experience. So she's going to have all of that experience and not want to go out and try other men. She's Most of the women I'm meeting on dating apps, they are done. They, they want to meet their forever right. person like me. Right, right, but right. The other side of that coin is, and, I, and I'm guil not guilty, but I have it too, is that they're going to have a lot of baggage, a lot of trauma a lot of issues from their past, horrible divorces, uh, anything that life during the 40 years. So it's navigating that. And I, I heard today on a podcast coming home that if you meet somebody and they tell you about a horrible past relationship, you say to them, I'm very sorry that happened to you, but that's not part of our story. And, and that's good. That's good. yeah. And and okay. we're gonna create our own story, and which means that when you meet somebody and you're on a date, don't trauma bond, don't swap horror stories, don't start saying my ex did this and my ex did that. That's your past. That's your story. Keep it in the past. That that's one thing that I heard today, and I and it meant it really like rang a bell with me. So, and okay. we, we got we got to begin to wrap up. Um, okay. Right. Yeah. Give me, give me some uh, wise or a highlight from your book that you want to leave us with, and then tell us where you where we can find you. Oh man, the title of the book, "The Woman in the Middle," just what you said, man. That's the reason why you you meet women on the left side that may. Uh, want a whole lot of experience. They want to kind of just see life for what it is. They're like, hold on, I'm not ready to settle down yet. I'm ready to kind of do my thing. I'll meet you later. And then you meet women that are on the right that are like, hey, I've seen it all, done it all. Uh, let, let's get together. But man, I, I've been through a lot. So you better be good to me. If you don't, if you, if you, if you can't get the ones on the left and you can't, you don't really want the ones on the right, then, then who's your person? The woman in the middle. The middle. So I encourage people to look for their woman in the middle. She may have not seen it all, done it all yet, but she may have had some things that she probably went through. But mentally, she can accept that all that comes with it and she still wants to love. Because like I always say, it's not about what you want. Get that out the way. It's about what you want the most, most. that matters. I like that. So, I like that. That's that's the deal, man. And, that's it. It's, uh, it. it's on Amazon. It's 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 everywhere books are sold. It's on uh, Durant's Publishing. So if you go to uh, Durant's Bookstore dot com, just type in the woman in the middle, 
Um, it, uh, there's another book that's called The Woman in the Middle, too, by some old lady. All right. So, but if you type in The Woman in the Middle and then my name, MJ Rochelle, on Google, it pops up wherever books are sold. So it's everywhere. I will put all of that in the show notes. And um, with your permission, I'm thinking of you sent me two books, one to read and I guess the second book. Maybe I'll uh, give that away to one of my audiences so i'll come up with some sort of a contest where yeah um, man yeah just i'm trying to get the message out man so yeah. i would appreciate that drew thank yeah. you man so mj thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you for reaching out i had no idea what to expect and i think you're an amazing author uh i think you 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 aren't you have become the expert that you didn't think you were um and you have left me me in the audience with some incredible insight into the woman's mind so maybe we'll have hey, you I'm back humbled. someday hey man i would love it man don't don't be a stranger andrew man well, let's talk man I'm, I'm here to support you just like you're here to support me uh us brothers gotta stick together man i got your back all right so don't you all worry right. about it you going through you give me a call man oh i'm on um uh, my my website is uh called bomb swag b-o-m-b-s-w-a-g right. yeah so <laughs> I gotta tell I got I gotta tell the audience a funny story. I get I get yeah. this email from Bombswag, and then I get something in the mail from Bombswag, and it looks like a yeah. bomb. And I panicked. <laughs> I'm like, somebody doesn't <laughs> like my podcast, and they're sending yeah. me like a death threat or something. <laughs> That's why I asked you what that what That's that funny. was. So. If yeah. you see a bomb with a smiley face on it, that's his logo. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good bomb. It's a happy bomb. Not, not, yeah, not to blow yeah, nothing yeah. up, man. That's it, the, just the name of the company. It's on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, TikTok. It also has links to the book, so yeah. that's a good thing too. So I, just, just I, type I in I, bombs way. I think I'm following you on Instagram already. So, but we'll follow on Facebook. I'll put, I'll put all of that in the show notes. So awesome, man. God a bless NJ. you. Man. God bless you, and thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Hey, sounds good, man. Have a great night. I would love to thank MJ for joining me. When MJ reached out to me about his book, I was uh, intrigued. And he sent me a copy and I read the book and I said, I have got to have this gentleman on the show. This book is incredible, folks. From a uh, man's perspective into a woman's mind. And if you really listen to the episode, we had a really fantastic conversation. We have a lot in common, MJ, and we come from completely different parts of the country and backgrounds and all that, although we have a similar upbringing. And yet we connected like no other. And I, I really, in thinking about this past relationship that I'm, that this podcast is basically about, MJ nailed it in this book. He really nailed it. And so, all right. So how do you get a copy of this book? All you need to do is simply email me anonymousandrewpodcast at gmail.com and just tell me 
why, you know, in, in, in one paragraph, why you would like a copy of this book. You could tell me a little story about yourself, or you could tell me the dating situation or the struggles you're in, or you could just simply say, I want a copy of this book because I want to learn about a woman's mind. And I will pick one lucky winner. And the rest of you should go out and buy this book. It is really good. And it's a short read. It's a paperback. We're not talking like uh, a Bible here. All right, folks. The contest is on. Email me. Tell me why you want a copy. And MJ, thank you, brother. You are, you are my brother. And we will get through life together and... Maybe one day we'll be at each other's wedding. This is the part where I ask you to please stop and give me a review. Five stars on Apple, five stars on Spotify. Share the show with somebody. And if you need to make a choice, I urge you to make sure your picker is working. And choose wisely. Until next time, folks. Ciao.